Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Today on the podcast, Rob Croyle. Hello. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi. And myself, Logan, coming at you with the footnotey tasty goodness. Mmm, mm, delicious. Almost as good as that burger. <laughs> it just sounds so gross. I just ate a I just ate a burger and Rob is apparently regaining his his strength and Appetite. feeling hungry again. Yeah. Apparently it smelled good. I can't smell because my allergies are going insane. So, See, I don't even I don't even really know if I tasted that burger very well cuz my smell is completely gone. I have I have no nose right now. We'll tell you if you smell. See, okay. I can smell it, and I thought it was your burp, and I was like, "Ew, gross! It stinks." So that's where I'm at. Wow! <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I can't believe I just footnoted that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to shortcomings. Speaking of shortcomings, <laughs> good. You morning, are welcome. Vietnam. Yikes. <laughs> uh, so shortcomings. Uh, let's see here. Preaching a message that I didn't prepare because Rob was supposed to be there. So shortcoming number one: Rob got sick and and had a, a rumbly in his tumbly. No, no short shortcoming number one was Friday. I said, you know, one of these days. You did say that. Yeah. Wait, what? Did. Oh, you, you jinxed it so bad. I forgot about yeah. that. It's all your fault. Yeah. You brought this upon yourself. I'll, I'll take it. <clears throat> Rob on Friday said, "One of these one of these days, you're going to one of us is going to get a call on Saturday night saying, "Hey, you're preaching." <laughs> Son of a bee sting, you done that. I've, so I've, really he was faking his stomach ache and no, just wanted no. you to No, 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 no. I saw him. I saw him Sunday morning. Oh. So I he sent me a text. It was a, it was it was Saturday evening. He was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm not feeling well. Just heads up, you might be we'll see what I'm feeling like tomorrow. Yeah. I get a text at six AM. Rob says, I'm doing good with mm-hmm. a thumbs up. And it was. it was. It was a different issue. Like I For thought. Sure. I, I thought it. You know. You know when you feel like a cold is coming on. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like. You know, Saturday night, and they're yeah. Sunday morning, no cold, no stimphlies, nothing. Come, I I go to Starbucks, pick up uh, quad brevet. That's how I knew you weren't feeling well is when your Starbucks was still sitting in your office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty clear indication. Yeah. Uh picked up a burrito and it is possible that one of those something was bad, but I don't know cuz my stomach was in a wasn't rumbly, it was it was in a knot. Just not having a good time. It was in a giant knot. Just I finally passed out on on the couch, and then Chrissy had to wake me up because she didn't know how to get YouTube working on her TV. Oh, when you got back home, yeah. So, gotcha. so I, for the longest time, like it, the pain would just come in waves, mm. and it was on most of the time, and then every so often it would subside. And yeah, you didn't look good when when I got to the office and you were here, and then you were like, "I shouldn't be here." I was like, "No, no, you shouldn't leave. Go away." So, yeah. So there we go. So I ended up preaching, which was just fine. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, of all the messages, I think this was this was a relatively simple one for me to pick up and take your notes and be like, yeah, I can talk about that. I can talk about that. And I don't want to talk about that. So draw a big X through it. Believe it or not, there was more things. I could have gone longer. Oh, good grief. I know, right? I really tried to channel my inner Rob <laughs> for 42 minutes. <laughs> oh, he did well. I found I found things that I needed to say. Apparently, um, I don't know if anybody needed to hear them, but I needed to say them. So, nonetheless, uh, but the glaring glaring shortcoming in 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 the actual sermon content. 
You was... were so distracted by this. Oh, blow horn. Well, because I had, I didn't blow. notice it. <laughs> I didn't notice it in when I was running through the sermon uh, at our early bird service. Um, so I I hadn't noticed it there, and then I was like, wait, how did I not notice that? And then it was yeah, blow horn, not bullhorn or blow hard, but bull blow horn, which is apparently actually a thing. It's actually a synonym for blow for <coughs> bullhorn. Yeah, it must be English. Why don't we just call it a megaphone? <laughs> That's also a synonym, but synonym um, for. <laughs> I what I suspect is that it's like the difference between Frigidaire and and. Um, oh, it might be like a name brand. Not, yeah, it might be a name brand. Mm. Like a band aid versus a bandage. Uh, yeah, I don't. There you go. Like I, that's what I suspect, but I don't know. It could be. Could be. Anyway, yeah, no, that derailed me hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> left turn. Everyone's like, all right, Logan, time to get back on the train. And you're like, no, blow on. Because <laughs> I just skip over that kind of stuff. Like, there's, yeah, there's, I, there's no, times I, was... I, I recognize that I misspell things or whatever, or that I, I wrote the sentence wrong, and I just press on. Yeah, yeah that that. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> we need to teach you that. So there you go. Yeah. It was a lot of roughly right, basically. Hmm. Let's, ooh, this is one. This is kind of a, maybe a shortcoming. I don't know if it's a shortcoming or not. <clears throat> but uh, I, when I was running through it during the early bird gen, you heard mm-hmm. and noticed that I forgot to say second service that Megan, who I'm using as my like analogy for evermore, um, if you don't know who Megan is at this point, well, then what go episodes have sermons. you listened to? Yeah. Go go listen to these. Um, <laughs> but uh, good old Megatron would not have would not have responded well to the tracks, right? I used the tracks in the sermon. This example we had this really fun little uh, mess with people's heads idea. I think you would have done it better, Rob. I wanted to know: Did anybody start sweating? No, I think what you needed to do is you needed to, like, maybe this is a sh- kind of a half shortcoming, is, like, you needed to make that an announcement as if, like, during announcement time and then be like, yeah. okay, just kidding, guys. So yeah. so the way I wrote it up, I was like, oh, I forgot an announcement. Mm-hmm. We, we missed this. Yeah. And but then, then I had the graphic, like, in the right place, so it's, whoops, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, people don't know how... Pro presenter works like, <laughs> like there's very. F- I'm not sure if I know how pro presenter works at the moment. So. Pro presenter doesn't know how pro presenter works. Besides, Anitra does such a great job that she will oftentimes cover up for our. That mistakes. is true. Very true. Well done, Anitra. But yeah, no. The the idea was to, just to get that to almost <laughs> a callback to that emotional response to the last time someone said, "Hey, let's go do this." Let's go door to door evangelize. And for some people, they're like, "Yeah, let's do this," <clears throat> you know, which is fantastic. For most of us, that is actually not the case. Yeah, I'm thinking of when we did the door knockers. Oh yeah, that just, was just just putting out door knockers to tell everybody that we were like in this location and doing services at a certain time. Uh, was it Lauren? Lauren, Lauren was like completely traumatized by this. Yeah. She would hide behind trees. Yes. <laughs> she was terrified at the prospect of hanging something on someone's Christy door. Christy wouldn't even drive me. Like this is just so much not her thing. Yeah. My favorite is when I went to go hand one to a guy and he looks at the front, looks at the back, he's like, I don't need this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Jesus loves you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I think that's you know quick <laughs> to the Jesus point. Jesus loves you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you would know that if you came it's to like church. It's like speed dating. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You sad. sit down. You look him over. You're like, no, this ain't gonna work. Hard well, pass. speed dating or any dating app like dating Swipe apps. left. Swipe yeah. right. <laughs> you get to figure out if you want to get to know this person with four pictures and three sentences. Go. No. <laughs> so tell us about Megan, because right. So Megan, uh, actually, the one like the this one was track, significant. Yeah, this was this was significant. Um, 
so she had been coming to, I'm not sure how long she'd been hanging out with us, whether or not she had been coming to care group yet or, or just Brenner. I think it was just Brenner still. <clears throat> and she was down at the farmer's market in Moscow and somebody handed her this track and, and this track was straight up disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if if you want to find it from me, it's the one that's uh, trust me. Trust me, this is the name of it. And over the course of this track, like it starts off with this guy like getting lured into taking taking some sort of drug, and then by the end of it, he's in prison and ends up getting AIDS. And then right before he dies, he finds Jesus. And then the the next like little comic strip thing is that he's flying up to heaven. And he's saved. But, like, this entire thing is just, like, one downhill plunge. And you're just like, this can't get any worse. And then you turn the page, and it gets worse. It's entirely disturbing. Like, Mm -hmm. this is your life. And I don't understand why this track exists, to be honest. Hmm. It's... it. (laughs) A lot of them are funny. This one's just mildly mortifying that people hand this out as an evangelistic tool. Yeah. So Megan shows up to Brenner with this track that she has been handed at the at the farmer's market and she she's got this hilarious thank goodness she didn't take it badly. <laughs> <clears throat> and so she brings this this thing and she's like I figured you'd find this funny. This person just threw it in my hands, said, here, you need this, and then, like, didn't know her from Adam, and then just continues on their merry way, thinking that they saved somebody. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. So she brings this track, and we all had a good laugh about it, and that start actually what started the collection. Um, and so anytime anybody was at the farmer's market and had one of those thrown at them, they would bring it and add to the collection. You know, my my grandmother used to leave tracks for people. And she, I don't know if that was ever successful. I don't know. I'm really curious. And and if you, listener, if you have been impacted by a track, like, I'd like to know. I mean, that'd be fun to share. Uh, Send us an email at info at missionridge.church. Let us know what your experience was. Because can God use... Can God use a tract? Can God use a, a tract willing person? Um, I I think so. He's got. Um, he can do what he wants. He must. He must. Like they sell enough tracks. I, that's the thing is I I, I want to know like where are the success stories of this? Right. There's got to be some success stories and. Um, or is this one of the things that we just think is working in? really isn't like we're throwing a lot of seed on gravelly roads right so my wife shared a couple stories with me this this morning she had me crack cracking up so i've got to share these make it happen because it really speaks to this whole conversation of uh sowing and reaping and and who god can use so when christy was 18 this is my wife uh this was man I must have met Christy when she was 23, 22. So this is four or five years before we had met. She had just moved in with her drug-dealing boyfriend. As you do. Okay. And she's going to a computer trade school. She's learning to be like a... Like today, be learning how to work on Word and Excel and and use fax machines, that that kind of thing. All right. So she says something to get herself in trouble with the teacher. Yeah. The look on on your face. Right Jen now, looks Jen. really puzzled how Christy could ever say anything to make anyone upset. Yeah. 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 That this is so unlike Christy. But she does. She says something. So she gets sent into this other room away from the other students. The the teacher's frustrated with her. He says, you, you go work in there. Like, she's an adult, and she gets sent out of the room. <laughs> oh, man. You know, like, this isn't high school. This is, this is tech school that she's paying for. 
Then later on, the teacher brings in another student, and he's trying to console her because she had, within the previous few days, tried to commit suicide. And so he's doing some counseling with his student, and Christy is in the room only because, out of character, she says something. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So finally he says, well... For some people, religion works. And instantly, Christy's like, I need to move back home with my parents. This isn't working with my boyfriend. This was a bad idea. Huh. And, um, and, and she knew that she needed to turn back to God. She told me today they didn't even sound like they believed in God. The two people having this conversation that sure. she was that she was privy to, it, they didn't even sound like they. It wasn't like they were trying to evangelize her. Mm-hmm. They were just having a conversation that that she was witness to, and God, God used that. All right, so that's story huh. one. Okay, story two has a similar feel to it. Um, Christy and I, in the mid-90s, we used to work uh, Christian concerts in Spokane. Yep. And she would work concessions, and I would work outreach. So we got to we got to watch the whole show for free. Yep. This and is like, if you've ever been to a winter jam, these are the people handing around the bucket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> And so the bands would do an altar call at the end of the concert, and I was there to to pray with people and, you know, encourage them, help them connect to Christ, whatever. So during one concert, what's that? You're just like, whatever. Yeah, help them connect to Christ, whatever. Whatever. I'm there. No big deal. Yeah, whatever. That is is such a classic, like, that's what I think of when I think Christian concert altar call. mm -hmm. It's like... These people wanted to get in for free. (laughs) (laughs) Jars of clay, I'm there. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Carry on. So during one of the concerts, um, the band provided their own concessions, so Christy couldn't volunteer (coughs) that way. Okay. So now her only choice... She's got to be on the prayer team. She's on the prayer team, right? (laughs) So she doesn't want to be on the prayer team... She doesn't put on her T-shirt. Okay. And when the altar call takes place, she hides in the very back. Absolutely. It's dark. Perfect. And this girl walks up to her, this girl and her mom walk up to her and grab her hand and say, I want to talk to you and take her out to the hallway. And in the light they realize they know each other. So, and, and, and not on the best of terms that they know each other, Christy used to party with her older, with this gal's older brother. Huh. Uh, but they weren't on the best of terms. Like, there's some funky stories that came out of, of all their interactions. Hmm. Um, her older brother, by the way, um, attended church with us lived down the street from us years later, attended church with us, and uh, just happened to stumble into, stumble upon us at church. He was looking <laughs> for a church. That yeah. So, so, this the gal... smells like right person, right place. Yeah. Right time. Gra- grabs Christy, takes her into the hallway, and so Christy's doing her best. She's She's shaking. And she's trying to read the pamphlet to this young lady and her mom. And the gal looks looks at her, takes the pamphlet out of her hand, said, I could read this later. If God can save you, he can save me. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. God puts the right person in the right place at the right time. And, oh, by the way, he gives them the ability to say the right words. Yep. And back to the first story, 
like these people didn't even intend to be used by God. Like there was no intent. Uh-huh. Like they could have been donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sure. They weren't there to evangelize. They weren't there. They're just having a conversation. They're just having a conversation. And and so, you know, mm-hmm. I I just I had a laugh when she told me these stories because I I think um can can God use somebody with a track? Yep. I think he probably could. Mm-hmm. I just want to know the story where it actually works. Yeah. <clears throat> but there you go. I would also, if you are handing them out, be shrewd about it. Don't just slap them in people's hands, maybe. I don't know. And run. Yeah. I mean, that could have completely... <laughs> so brave. That could have completely <laughs> derailed Megan right there. And luckily enough, she already had community, Yeah. you know, that that wasn't a, a detrimental thing. I find it interesting. I've had more people witness to me once I became a pastor. Oh, it's my favorite. Hmm. Guy, no, guy no. standing on campus yelling at me with a blowhorn. Yes, that's what you do. That's what you do. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still that's still one of my favorite. Like I'm walking by, I've got a Jesus loves me T-shirt. Like it literally says Jesus loves you. <laughs> Is. I feel like you need to go back to the UI campus and see if he's still there and be I, like, hey. Somebody in Moscow, is the guy is the guy outside of the campus commons, in between the library and the campus commons, is he still out there doing his thing? Walk up to me, hey, you're yelling at me? Help me become a pastor. Thank you. I was already a pastor at that point. <laughs> Even better. It was. I mean, I was at least an intern at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he was just yelling that I was going to hell. Like, why? What did I do? <laughs> what did do I do today? What did you know that I did? <laughs> also, I thought Jesus had that covered. <laughs> She's very confused. Oh, you're not helping. It's fine. <clears throat> so you gotta you gotta be shrewd. You gotta be aware of what type of soil you are throwing things at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. I think that's important. Yeah. Well, uh, you've gotten a great question from one of our, our constituents. Yeah. Can we call them constituents? We're like constituents. One of our peeps. It's Politics a political season. season. We're calling them constituents now. <laughs> <laughs> Only until oh. November 3rd. And then after that, you're going back to peeps. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so question from one of our constituents. There'll definitely be peeps at Easter time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure the best time of the year to be a peep. Yep. Or yep. the worst time of year to be a peep. Yeah, that might be the worst time. I don't know. Jury's sure out. So. You always start with the head? Uh, if I start, if I don't just throw the entire thing in my mouth at once, Yeah. then the, then the head goes first. We're talking about the sugar peeps. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. I haven't ate one in a very long time. Marshmallows yeah. are just not. My They're really. <laughs> yeah, I'm my favorite are just the peep experiments. Yes. Between peeps and the chocolate, like, like that is not the best marshmallow, and that's not the best chocolate. Mm-mm. No, you know that that our calendar has to offer us. Absolutely not. Just give me jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Or the Jolly Rancher jelly beans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a long time till Easter. Let's get back to this question. <coughs> <laughs> so we did have a question, um, and the question goes like this. What if you are sowing and God completely removes the plant from you? How do you deal with that kind of loss, disappointment, or grief? All right. So help me understand what the what's what's being asked here. So I'm sowing. I'm discipling someone. You're discipling someone. And then God removes the plant completely. I mean, like, they just leave my life. Mm -hmm. Cut out. Yeah, and the sowing almost insinuates that they haven't fully come to Christ yet. Like they're like you're making this I'm investment. I'm investing. I'm investing. But the light bulb's starting to come on, or at least it seems like the light bulb's coming on. Okay. It could be a discipleship relationship. And sure. But then they just they disconnect. Um, and one of the things that I question is, well, 
is that really God? Okay. Yep. Did, did, did God do the removing? I mean, God maybe anticipated the removal, mm-hmm. and anticipated the person leaving. Sure. Um, and I, I think it is. Um, so a couple thoughts here before we get into this too far. One, we are much more transient today than, than we've ever been in yep. human history. So that's that. That's going to work against us when it comes to discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of living in Moscow, which is majority college town. Right. I had a whole new friend group almost every four years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I would yeah. lose people every year. I'd gain some new people every year, but by the time you made it four years along, it was almost completely turned over. Yeah. So. We're, we're more transient, um, and I believe technology has made it harder for us to connect. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. We depend on technology. We believe that Facebook keeps us connected, and therefore we don't do the work to actually go over, sit down, have dinner. Sure. Now, this person that, <laughs> that asks this question, they are the kind of person to go over, sit down, have dinner, hang out. And invest deeply. Uh, their experience is very different from mine, from the standpoint that uh, you know they still remember people from kindergarten. Mm. I have a hard time remembering people from. I, I don't know of a single person before tenth grade. Wow. I don't have a single recollection. Like I, I don't have names. Hmm. Wow, um, that's different from me. Yeah. So for disconnecting for me, eighteen years, moving eighteen times, eighteen years. Sure. I I unplug like like the power cord for, for my Mac. Just gone. I'm a, I'm a quick disconnect. Sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, you coming from military and moving around that much, that makes sense. I didn't mm-hmm. move for the military. Oh, that was that was before military. Yeah, that was yeah, that was that was my growing up years. That was Oh. My... Hmm. Okay. So my expectation was I'm never going <clears> to <throat> see you again after a year from now. Gotcha. In fact, it was really 18 times within the first 15 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, that makes that makes sense. So that would become your your normal. Yeah. So for me and and uh, this this person and I, we talked about this. We have very different experiences when it comes to connecting. Sure. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about it here because I'm probably not the best person to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'm a nine thinker, one feeler. So. <laughs> Press on. Press this, on. What this reminds me of, partially, a couple things. Um, I had a buddy that I grew up with, and uh, him and his family are Mormon. Um, so my little buddy, um, you know, my class, same class, pretty much almost same 20, 27 kids in my class when I graduated. Probably 20 of us were all from kindergarten to senior year. Wow. I can list off pretty much everybody in my class still, off the top of my head. So d- obviously different um, different perspective there than you, Rob. Right. <clears throat> so my buddy, we were best friends. We were thick as thieves in, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, fifth grade, right around that time. Uh, going into eighth grade, um, we'd hang out all the time. I remember the in sixth grade, the teacher would put our desks we would like we would just move our desks on our own. Like if you got in trouble, you could move up to the front. We would just move our desks up to the front corner and just sit up there in our own little world. Um, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we don't like it. You know, we're just gonna be up here. Just we're gonna just cut you off, put you up here before we need to get sent up here. We're gonna end up here anyway. <laughs> exactly. We'd rather be here by choice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was a little conniving. 
<coughs> got away with murder. But, um, yeah, so, we, I mean, we were friends all the way through high school. And I had never really thought of it. This is, a, a, again, kind of like Megan. I was, just by being me, I'm investing in him. I would invite him to church stuff. Sometimes he'd come, you know, just because there was, you know, it was a fun event or whatever. Um, and we'd have conversations. I remember get, getting into super crazy debates with all my little Mormon friends about the Trinity and all sorts of theological things that I probably had no business being an apologetic sort of conversation about. Um, I was going to fight him to Christ. I'm going to debate you right into Jesus's loving arms. <laughs> um, ask me how well that worked. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other than this one time, apparently... I get a call from him one day. I'm up in Moscow. And I remember getting this call. It was wild. I was sitting on my couch, the, uh, the soggy crouton. There was a futon there. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking out the window. My phone rings. I look at it, and it's my buddy, who I haven't talked to in a good old long time. And uh, like, what the heck? I pick it up. He says, uh, I just want it. And he's calling to tell me, He's con- he's accepted Christ. I was like, well, one, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Two, why are you calling me? <laughs> right? And it just the the extension of, you know, we had uh, had these conversations. And w- I didn't even know, but I was invis- investing in him in a... A fairly impactful manner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense, like, I didn't get to see, I, I found out afterwards, but I wasn't there from, like, start to completion. I just heard about it afterwards. And so what that makes me think is, how many other times have I been investing and then that person leaves my life, but later on down the road, I played a part in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they needed somebody else to come along and move them further on, but I played my part in their story. So when I when I hear this question, that's what I think of. Is I don't know I don't know the full story, but I do know if I invest and I'm faithful in investing with the time that I do have. Yeah. Good things come from that. Jen, I think you've had some experience with investing. Well, it's funny because I know who asked the question. I know who she's talking about. I know, like, and so there, there's a level of pain and hurt that, like, yeah, like, what Logan's saying is true. Like, we are part of the story. We don't get to see the full story. But there's still that, like... Sense of loss. Sense of loss mm. and grief that you have to deal with. And, like, kind of just anger towards God of, like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, why are you not necessarily wasting my time, but, like, what, what, like, you're just asking the why question a lot. Like. Yeah. Um, so... So I don't have a good answer for that question because I feel like I'm battling that one myself. So, so Michael, uh, another, what'd you call him? Constituent. Constituent, yeah. (laughs) Peep, another peep. (laughs) Uh, He posted in Marco Polo uh, just uh, a daily devotional that he had read uh, late last week. And... This is written by Tim Keller. Uh, it's a book called God's Wisdom for Navigating Life. It's a daily devotional, and and um, what I what I've seen out of Tim Keller, you know, I, I've liked. So, um, at the end of this devotional, and and this is really kind of geared towards uh, discipleship towards children, and and or 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 even discipline as far as parenting parenting goes. Sure. Which, which discipleship and parenting and providing discipline, like the, they're very 
synonymous. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. There's they could they they come with the same kinds of ups and downs and the same kinds of uh, questions and and this is I think in large part why we really believe that discipleship needs to happen within community because there's no one of us that have has all the answers when it comes to to this. But I love that that Michael is reading this devotional and then it comes to this prayer to Lord. It's costly to love imperfect people. Oof. <laughs> you just stop there. Yeah. That'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's costly. Yeah, that I feel that. It's it's costly and God knows and God like ultimately they're not they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting God. Sure. And maybe the reason why you're allowed to feel this, my friend, is because you, unlike most people, have a pretty good sense of what God's feeling right now. Oof. Just out of your design. Sure. Gosh, that had me tearing up. So that's hard to hear. Like, yeah. Because, like, if you, like, if your heart's breaking because that person's not in your life anymore and, like, they're turning their back from God, God, like, that has to be so, like, heartbreaking for him. Like, and the fact that he's allowing you to feel that heartbreak is, like, it's actually an honor that he would allow you to feel that that side sort of pain like mm. he's trusting you with that yeah um so yeah yeah and i think you know we're so ashamed of our design sometimes like why do i feel so deeply about this you know i'm i imagine my friend saying that mm-hmm. why do i feel so deeply about this like it, it just feels like a flaw no it's not a flaw it's God's unique design for you, and somehow the whole body needs to experience this with you. <laughs> and so that's so if you are a deep connector, God's gonna use that. God's gonna use that in the way you disciple. And there's gonna be times where where it hurts and it sucks and and you know, I I I feel this at times when when I at the core of my calling is to be a leader of leaders. Mm-hmm. And when I see someone with amazing leadership potential and they don't buy in, mm. it it could be so frustrating and so disheartening. And and sometimes it makes me question my own design and and my own effectiveness and but but they're not really rejecting me. They're you know because I can look at the scriptures and I can look at how they're living. I'm going, oh, you're so close. How many times did Jesus say you're so close to heaven? Mm-hmm. You're not far. Kingdom is near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's costly to invest in imperfect people. Yeah, well said, Mr. Keller. Straight up Kellering it. <laughs> yeah, he is. <coughs> I wonder how many times he's heard that. Oh. I, I don't I don't know. Mr. Keller, if you have not heard that and you are listening to our podcast, please. <laughs> please email us. Let us oh know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man, I'd lose it. I'd lose it. That'd be like, whoa, we have arrived. I don't know where, but we have arrived drop, there. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, that was a good question. <clears throat> well, let's wrap up with a little bit of just a wee bit of discussion here about, because um, we didn't get this because I axed this section out of your sermon because I don't know your story. <laughs> um, you didn't want to just make it up? <laughs> I mean, I could have. It would have been exciting. There I would have been tigers. you didn't change more of the <laughs> sermon. I mean, just... And uh, lightsabers? 
you know, I was I was uh, feeling minimalistic yeah, there you <laughs> in my approach. I was like, I'm going to read this passage. I'm going to take his notes. I'm going to let God do what he wants to do. You were feeling <laughs> minimalistic until you started preaching. <laughs> I was feeling min- okay. I was feeling minimalistic until I hit the implications. Yeah, yeah. because I was looking at my watch and I'm like three fourths of the way through the sermon with 17 minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm moving quick. All right, all right, all right. And then all of a sudden, it's 40 minutes, and I'm thinking, what just happened? It's because during the early bird, you didn't do the implications. You, s- I was halfway through them. I was halfway through them. Oh, and it was 30 minutes in. I was I was on I was online to like finish in thirty two. All right. I I've, think it was I thought of more things you since I ran through it. You thought of lots and there was of more a piano things. analogy that came out of nowhere, <laughs> like it just it was a thing. It was a thing. There were words that needed to be said. But anyway, whether they needed to be heard were a different. It's a Some different of the story. words that I didn't say, all five of the words that I didn't say, uh, were the story of Jeff Anderson. <laughs> you are you, had, Rob. you are a great apprentice of the Ancient of Days. You're <laughs> 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 so personally attacked right now. Oh my goodness. So Jeff Anderson. <laughs> so when I was thinking about Jeff, because towards the end of the sermon, uh, I was piggybacking. I was going to share about Megan. Yep. Although I didn't know the details that you knew about Megan. And then I was going to share about Jeff and just kind of because we've shared these stories and just talked about how yeah, how these stories have have played out and and so we have some context for them. You know, cuz really the gist of why we did this sermon is we could be sowing and sowing and sowing and so sowing and and I spent 17 years with with Jeff sowing. Sure. And I didn't know if I was ever going to get to reap. <coughs> Absolutely. My aunt witnessed to her husband for close to 50 years. My grandmother witnessed to my great-grandmother for 40 years. They both, they both came to Christ. My great-grandmother and my uncle. Oof. Towards the end of their lives. And what I what I what I was thinking about was when I was looking back, probably when I first started talking with, with Jeff, like the seeds were, were hitting the, the rocky path. Mm. Or or just a path, not the rocky path, just a path. Like like they're just it's not even that part of the field is isn't even intended for seed. It's just it's just a path. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like no one anticipates something growing there because you're gonna you're you. It's how you get. Um, they have they had these plots of of uh, land, and multiple families had to utilize these plots of land, and so you had to be able allow people to traverse your plot to get to their plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a path. And mm-hmm. then rocky soil. And and I think for a long time, for much of the time, there was, there was rocky soil that, that, I, was, that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I've always said about this parable is, you don't get mad at the soil for not being ready. Right. No one gets mad at the soil for not being ready. You, you, you. If if I hire you as a farmer and you're like, I'm sorry, but it's just path out there. And I hired you to, you know, uh-huh. reap a harvest from my field, and you're like, I'm sorry, Rob, but it's just it's all path. It's all rocky soil. There's all there's thorns out there, and These it's just. It's never going to produce anything. Like, I'd be looking at you like, well, wh- what are you doing to pre- prepare the soil now? Better go move some rock. Yeah, yeah so get to work. To, to some degree, Jesus is, is speaking to us as individuals going, you know, what are you going to do with the soil of your heart? What are you, are you 
going to do something with the soil of your heart? Are you are you going to yep. push out these fears and these frustrations? Are you going to push out the cares of the world? Are you going to push out, you know, the things that would, uh, the, the bright and shiny things that would d- distract you from the kingdom sure. of heaven? Yep. You know, are you going to, are you going to follow the crowd? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to listen to, you know, Jesus' voice? But I think there, another application is how do we help the people that we are working with remove the rocks, remove the thorns? And if we don't ever say, man, have you considered removing the rocks, removing the thorns? Right. I started having an interesting conversation with a friend of mine from the guard last night. Uh, we were both, she was a staff sergeant and I was probably a senior airman when we were first in the guard together. And then she subsequently moved to Portland, but she is a practicing Jew. And she's she's not she's having insomnia because she's not handling the stress of life right now well mm. she's a widow so she has that um there's a lot of political angst and so kind of go back and forth on facebook and finally I'm like i jumped over to facebook messenger and i'm like i got another thought but I'm about to tell you something from your own faith, talking about Sabbath and talking about some things I learned from that were really impactful for me. Sure. But I'm like, I say this to you, like I'm thinking in terms of, I don't want to mansplain this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to tell you how to, how to live within your own faith. I'm going to goyim explain this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm, so I was trying to be really respectful. Sure. You know, but at any rate, um, I think I in Jeff's life, I've seen the four types of soil. Mm-hmm. The progression. Seen the progression. Mm. And, and for some people, that happens what seems quickly. Kyle's story, I would say that happened. That was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Relatively quickly compared to... Jeff's story, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we just don't know. We just don't know what part we're going to play. But that's uh, that's why we want to talk. That You know, because the reaping is fun. Everybody loves that. Yeah. When the conversation with the friend that you've been talking to for 17 years suddenly is easy and they're soaking up everything that you say and uh-huh. and you could just see God's spirit at work in, in them. Everybody loves a harvest festival. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. A little pumpkin spice here, little pumpkin spice there. I love me some pumpkin yeah. spice. <laughs> what I would have said if I would have been here preaching on Sunday oh, is no. we will pay money to harvest and we'll pay money not to sow. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That. Because mm. we don't like the sewing part. No. Mm-mm. We will pay other people to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll pay you all day long to sew. Yep. I don't want to be there for that. Sure. I don't want to put the work in. But for the harvest, man, we'll pay money to be that part of the harvest. Mm-hmm. Pretend like we're farmers for a day. <laughs> as long as it's a fun harvest. I mean that's but that's big not the hard work harvest. That's 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 big Yeah. That's big money in, in some communities, you know, people come in and they get to harvest. Like you could either walk up and buy a bag of cherries or you could go pull the cherries yourself off the tree. Yeah. And get the experience. And get the experience. <laughs> or you could buy the same cherries at in the Missoula grocery store for a fifth of the price. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, nice, nice little tourist trap you got going. I'm there for it. Well done. Well done, little farmer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. So that's uh, that's sowing and reaping. There you go. Those are I, 
Yeah. Really liked your, I'm not really a sewer, I'm a knitter. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was clever. I <clears throat> wasn't you, true, but. I was like, not true at all. You probably never knit. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. I've seen nitpick. <laughs> oh, I'm really good at nitpicking. However, I, I, I am, I probably could remember how to knit and purl. Wow. I mean, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, purl. There you go. It's a thing. He's a farm boy. He's got to know how to do that kind of stuff. My entire class got on a, a knitting crocheting phase yeah. in sixth grade. So I can crochet a rope. There I never go. learned how to turn with the crocheting. But the knitting, I did learn how to do that. And made some stuff. So I can sew. Pro- I probably actually can sew better than I could knit. But it's very functional when I sew. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's been duct taped with s- thread. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Beautiful. Not, there is nothing artful about it. It's like, who tied sailor knots into this? Fabric. Fabric. <laughs> Stuff. Stuff not, it ain't falling apart. This car hurt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Sewing and reaping. Well, we will be back at it again this week with more discipleship, so hopefully you're wrestling through this stuff. Give us a holler, info at missionridge.church. If you got questions or you got things that you think we should think about. Uh, if you got a track story, we want to hear it. Yeah, and yeah. if you have a track story, for sure hit us up. I want to know how this works, as opposed to just providing entertainment for a bunch of Brenner kids. We always had a giggle. But anyway... Uh, We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.